Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. We are lazy people. We can't wake up in the morning and we're probably going to be late today. No, we're not going to be late. We're just not going to finish getting ready. I can't get out of bed, you guys. Neither can Peyton. Huh, Pepe? She said, "Mm mm-hmm. It's hard. It's so hard to wake up when it's dark in the morning. Boo. All right, let's finish this book. This one's a quickie. A Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket, book the 13th, the end, and it really is the end. This is the last chapter of the last book of the Lemony Snicket series of A Series of Unfortunate Events, and this is a big moment, you guys. This is it. This is the last pages. Ready, Peyton? These are the last pages of this book. Series. Okay. Chapter 14. The last entry in the Baudelaire's parents' handwriting in a series of unfortunate events reads as follows. As we suspected, we are to be castaways once more. The others believe that the island should stay far from the treachery of the world, and so this safe place is too dangerous for us. We will leave by a boat B has built and named after me. I am heartbroken, but I have been heartbroken before, and this might be the best for which I can hope. I cannot truly shelter our children here or anywhere else, so it might be best for us and the baby to immerse ourselves in the world. By the way, if it is a girl, we will name her Violet, and if it is a boy, we will name him Lemony. How come they didn't name Klaus Lemony? The Baudelaire orphans read this entry one evening after a supper of seaweed salad, crab cakes, and roasted lamb, and when Violet finished reading, all three children laughed. Even Kit's baby, sitting on Sunny's knee, uttered a happy shriek. Lemony, Violet repeated. They, they would have named me Lemony. Where did they get the? Where did they get that idea? From the person who died, presumably," said Klaus. "Remember the family custom, Lemony Baudelaire," she said. Sunny tried, and the baby laughed again. She was nearly a year old and looked very much like her mother. They never told us about Lemony, Violet said, and ran her hair hair through her hands. She had been preparing the water filtration system all day and was quite tired. Klaus poured his sister more coconut milk, which the children preferred to drink fresh. They didn't tell us a lot of things, he said. What do you think it means? Oh, I've been heartbroken before. What do you think it means I've been heartbroken before? You know what heartbroken means, Sunny said, and then nodded as the baby murmured, Ablard, the youngest baby, was the best at deciphering the infant's somewhat unusual way of speaking. I think she means that we should leave, Violet said. Leave the island, Klaus said, and go where? Anywhere, Violet said. We can't stay here forever. There's everything we might need, but it's not right to be so far from the world. And it's treachery, Sunny asked. You'd think that we should have had enough treachery for our lifetime, Klaus said, but there's more to life than safety. Our parents left, Violet said. Maybe we, maybe we should honor their wishes. 
Check Rio, the baby said, and the Baudelaire's considered it for a moment. Kit's daughter was growing up very quickly, and she eagerly explored the island at every opportunity. All three siblings had to keep a close eye on her, particularly in the Arboretum, which is still a heap which was still heaping with detritus, even after a year of cataloging. Many of the items in the enormous library were dangerous for babies, of course, but the infant had never had a serious injury. The baby had heard about danger too, mostly from the register of crimes, follies, and misfortunes of mankind, from which the Baudelaire's read out loud each evening, although they had not told the infant the whole story. She did not know all the Baudelaire secrets. <sighs> and indeed, there were some she never she would never know. We can't shelter her forever, Klaus said. In any case, treachery will wash up on these shores. I'm surprised it hasn't already, Violet said. Plenty of things have been shipwrecked here, but we haven't seen a single castaway. If we leave, Sunny said, what will we find? The Baudelaire's fell silent because no castaway has ever arri has arrived on the island in a year. They had little news from the world. Aside from the few scraps of paper that had survived the terrible storms, judging from the articles, there were still villains loose in the world, although volunteers appeared to have survived all of the troubles that brought the children to the island. The articles, however, were from the Daily Punctilio, and so the children could not be sure that they were accurate. For all they knew, the islanders had spread the medusoid mycelium, and the entire world might be poisoned. This, however, seemed unlikely, as the world, no matter how, monstrous, mon how monstrously it may be threatened, has never been known to succumb entirely. The Baudelaire's also thought of all the people they hoped to see again, although, sadly, this seemed unlikely and not possible. We wouldn't know until we get there, Violet said. Well, if we're leaving, we'd better hurry up, Klaus said. He stood up and walked to the bench where the middle Baudelaire had fashioned a calendar he believed to be a fairy, fairly accurate. The coastal shelf will flood soon, and we don't, we don't need much, Sunny said. We have quite a bit of non-perishable food. I've cataloged quite a bit of naval equipment, Violet said. I have some good maps, Klaus said, but we should also make room for some favorite detritus. I have some novels by P.G. Woodhouse I've been meaning to get to. Blueprint, said Violet thoughtfully. My whisk, Sunny said, looking at the item that Friday had smuggled to her long ago. <sighs> Which had turned out to be very, a, very, a, a very handy utensil, even after the baby had grown out of whisked food. Cake, shrieked the baby, and her guardians laughed. Do we take this, Violet asked, holding up the book from which she had read out loud. I don't think so, Klaus said. Perhaps another castaway will arrive and continue the history. In any case, then he said, they'll have to read something. So we're really leaving, Violet said, and that they were. After a good night's sleep, the Baudelaire's began to prepare for their voyage, and it was true that they didn't need much. Sunny was able to pack a great deal of food that would be perfect for the journey, and even managed to sneak in a few luxuries, such as roe that she had harvested from local fish and somewhat bitter apples, but a still tasty pie. Klaus rolled several maps into a neat cylinder and added a number of useful entertaining items from the vast library. Violet added some blueprints and equipment to the pile and then selected a boat from the pile of shipwrecks that lie on the Arboretum. The eldest Baudelaire had been surprised to find that the boat that looked the very best for the task was the one which they had arrived on, although by the time she was done repairing and readying for the voyage, she was not surprised after all. She prepared, or she repaired 
the hull of the boat fast and fastened new sails to the masts. And finally, she looked at the nameplate reading Count Olaf with a small frown. She tore the tape and removed it. As the children noticed on their voyage at the, to the island, there was another nameplate underneath when Violet read what it said and called her siblings over and adopted an adopted daughter over to see yet another question about their lives were answered and yet another mystery had begun. Finally, the day for departure arrived as the coastal shelf began to flood. The Baudelaire's carried the boat, or as Uncle Monty might have put it, the Vaporetto, down to the beach and began to load all of their supplies. Violet, Klaus, and Sunny gazed at their white at the white sands of the beach where new apple trees were beginning to grow. The children spent nearly all of the time in the arboretum, and so the side of the island of the colony had been had now felt like the far side of the island rather than where their parents had lived. Are we ready to immerse ourselves in the world? Violet asked. I just hope we don't immerse ourselves in the sea, Klaus said with a small smile. Me too, Sunny said, and smiled back at her brother. Where's the baby, Violet said. I want to make sure that these life jackets I've designed will fit properly. She wanted to say goodbye to her mother. Sunny said she'll be along soon. Sure enough, the tiny figure of Kit's daughter could be seen crawling over the bray towards the children in their boat. The Baudelaire's watched her approach, wondering what the next chapter in this infant's life would be, and indeed, that it's difficult to say. There are some who say that the Baudelaire's rejoined VFD and are engaged in brave errands to this day, perhaps under different names to avoid being captured. And there are others who say that they perished at sea, although rumors of one's death crop up so often and are so often revealed to be untrue. But in any case, as my investigation is over, we have indeed reached the last chapter of the Baudelaire story, and even the Baudelaire's had not. The three children climbed into the boat and waited for the baby to crawl into the water's edge where she could pull herself onto this onto the standing position to cling by clinging to the back of the boat. Soon the coastal shelf would flood and the Baudelaire orphans would be on their way, immersing themselves in the world and leaving the story forever. Even the baby clutching the boat, whose story had just begun, would soon vanish from this chronicle after uttering just a few words. Vi, she cried, which was her way of getting Violet's attention. Kla, son, we wouldn't leave without you, Violet said, smiling down to the baby. Come aboard, Klaus said, taking her hand as if she was an adult. You little thing, Sunny said, using a term of endearment she had made up herself. The baby paused and looked back at the boat where the nameplate had been affixed. She had no way of knowing this, of course, but the nameplate had been nailed to the back of the boat by a person standing in that very, by the person that was standing in that very spot at least as far as my research has shown. The infant was standing on a spot in someone else's story during a moment of her own, but she was thinking neither of the story far in the past of her own, which stretched into the future like the open sea. She was gazing at the nameplate and her forehead was wrinkled in concentration. Finally, she uttered a word. The Baudelaire orphans gasped what they heard, but she could not say for sure whether or not she was reading the word out loud or merely stating her own name, and indeed never learned and they indeed never learned this. Perhaps this last word was the baby's first secret, joining the secrets of the Baudelaire's work that were coming from the baby and all the other secrets immersed in this world. Perhaps it's better not to know precisely what the, what was meant by this word, as some things are better left in the great unknown. There are some words, of course, that are better left unsaid, but not, I believe, the world 
the word uttered by my niece, a word here which means that the story is over. Beatrice. Wait, so did Beatrice write the book? Beatrice is the baby of Kit Snicket? Okay. Is the baby's name Beatrice? Did they say the baby's name? Interesting. Very interesting. And then... Okay, I'm just confused. All right. This whole book, I don't know what I rated. I'm confused. Happy Tuesday, guys.